0: John chapter 15, if you want to take your Bible and turn there with me, John chapter 15, the gospel of John, and as you turn there, let me give you something to think about, and I want you to think about this, I pointed to it this morning as we were closing that this is where we were going to go tonight, and I want you to just think about this question, what is true joy? What is true joy? What is authentic joy? Look at verse 11. This morning in John 15, in verse 11, we heard Jesus say this in verse 11. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. That leads me to these questions that I just Posed to you, what is true joy, what is authentic joy, it may not be what you think it is. We need a biblical view of what true joy is, what authentic joy is. If we don't have the biblical framework for what joy is, we will, we will get this seriously wrong and we will find ourselves lacking genuine and authentic joy. I want to give you an example from a fellow by the name of Phil Johnson who is the executive director of Grace to You. That's the ministry. Um, if you have heard the name John MacArthur, pastor John MacArthur and, and, or maybe seen some of his commentaries, um, Phil Johnson works for that ministry and he wrote this, which I think is really helpful. This is a bit longer of a quote than I normally share, but bear with me and listen closely. I think this is helpful. He says, authentic joy is not about temperament. I hope you don't think of joy as a personality quirk that belongs to naturally upbeat people. True joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, just pausing right there for a moment. That reminds you that, that it's possible for us all to have joy if it's a fruit of the Spirit, with the Spirit dwelling in us. He goes on to say it's not a mood or a reaction that is triggered by external stimulus like slapstick or funny stories. True Christian joy is not a sensual emotion. Don't make the mistake of equating the biblical concept of joy with laughter, merriment, or humor. Laughter and levity are sometimes fruits of joy. But they are not the essence of joy. As a matter of fact, post-modern society is filled with laughter, but, almost is, but is almost totally devoid of real joy. Um, and then he gives this example. Have you ever noticed that some of the angriest people in the world are our best-known comedians? Laughter is often used to mask the utter absence of genuine gladness. The, word, uh, the world uses humor and hilarity as substitutes for authentic joy. We in the church should not make that mistake. Nor should we take the approach of certain old-style Victorian, self-righteous, moralistic, high churchmen who seemed to think every expression of jubilation or happiness was carnal and uncouth. The joy Scripture commends is a, is a pure sense of well being, delight, and gladness. The joy the Apostle Paul constantly wrote about is a vivid pleasure that arises from a sense of well being and satisfaction, even in the midst of earthly hardships. It is a wholly positive thing. It does often produce smiles and even laughter. Authentic joy. The kind of joy we have a duty to cultivate is a deep gladness that springs from within. It is impervious to external circumstances. Its ultimate source and object is God. Scripture speaks of it as the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah 8.10 The joy of the Lord is your strength. He goes on, it is called the joy of the Lord because it comes from God. It is His gift to us. It is the birthright of every Christian and a natural result of our unshakable security in Christ. It is one of those inner qualities that comes to every true child of God when our Heavenly Father strengthens us with might by His Spirit in the inner man. Also, the ultimate object of this joy is God. It is the joy of the Lord, joy in the Lord. What is the chief end of which we, are to, we, we were created? To glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That enjoyment, a delight in God, a love for Him, and an attitude that finds gladness in every one of His attributes, that great delight and satisfaction is the source of, Of true Christian joy. So it's not merely a sense of humor or a love for laughter, but within the context of delighting in God, when He is the source of our joy, there is no limit to the happiness and rejoicing and pleasure we are entitled to enjoy. Then he quotes, one of my guys, uh, I, I one of my favorite guys to quote, Spurgeon. He quotes Spurgeon. Spurgeon said, "You cannot be too happy, brother. <laughs> nay, do not, uh, nay, do not suspect yourself of being wrong because you are full of delight. You know that it is said of the divine wisdom, her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace." So Spurgeon says, provided that it is joy in the Lord, you cannot have too much of it. And you've probably heard me say before that the most joyful people on earth should be God's people. Now, I just backed up a a, a a dump truck of wonderful quotes from Phil Johnson and dump that in your lap. So there's a lot, of cons- lot to consider there. But what, what he was pointing to, the essence of what he is pointing to about authentic joy makes clear that there is a big difference between biblical joy and the joy that the world around you is pursuing and trying to get you to pursue. The devil wants you to pursue the world, world's way of joy. The joy of God's people, defined by God's word, is far from the world's idea of joy. So, what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to think about how it is that God's Word calls us to joy. How does God call us to joy? How does the Bible call believers to have authentic joy? The Bible certainly doesn't call us to joy as, uh, as followers of Christ by suggesting there's joy in worldly possessions. The Bible doesn't point us to possessions as the source of joy. Uh, The Bible doesn't point us to self-fulfillment. The Bible doesn't point us to personal power as the source of joy. It's actually the opposite, in fact. So at, at every turn, when you read the Bible and you pay attention, the Bible points us away from the things that we might pursue in the flesh in our search for joy points us away from those things and away from self. That is not the world's way of doing things, is it? The world says pay attention to yourself. Take care of yourself. You're number one. You've got to watch out for yourself. Do what feels right. Do what you want to do is what the world tells us and that is not what the Bible tells us. First, I want you to see that God's Word points us to the Spirit of God as our source of true joy. The Spirit of God. Go to Galatians 5 and verse 22 for a moment. Galatians 5 and verse 22. I want you to see that God's Word points us to the Spirit of God as our source of true joy. And we're reminded of that truth in Galatians 5.22 when we learn about the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 The fruit of the Spirit is love. What's next? Joy. Joy. You know what comes after that? Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. This is the fruit that The Spirit intends to grow in His people who, as we talked about this morning from the verses previous to the one we're looking at here in John, when we abide in Christ and His Word abides in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, that's the fruit of the Spirit. And there's no better place to find joy than through fellowship with Christ, which is found through following God's Word and walking in obedience to God's Word because that's when the Spirit of God works in you to produce in you the fruit of the Spirit. So when you walk with Christ in His Word and you seek to obey God by obeying the Word of Truth, God begins to work more and more in you to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the aspects of that fruit is joy. And we can hear the same truth in Romans 15 and verse 13 where we hear this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy, it says. Notice that what comes right after that is that that comes through our believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Walking with Christ in His Word. So it's God's work to give us joy this is what we need to understand here. It's not our job to go, go looking in pursuit of joy. Our goal in life ought to be to glorify God. And the way we do that is to walk in His Word and seek to obey God's Word. And we bring great glory to Him as we grow with the Word of God working in us, at the, at the Spirit of God bringing to life the word of truth as we take steps to obey it. It's, and along the way, it's God's work to give us joy. He brings the joy. It's not our job to seek to fill our own lives with joy. So the Spirit of God at work in our hearts is our source of true joy. It's not another person. It's not, it's not a thing. It's not a possession. It's not a job. It's not status. Whatever else you can name other than God is not the right source of joy. Now there's also a reminder here that true joy will only be experienced by those who are followers of Christ. So that's number two. True joy will only be experienced by those who are followers of Christ. And by follower, I mean not simply saying you're a believer but you actually believe and follow Christ. You actually seek to obey God. You actually want to glorify God with your life. You can be a believer in Jesus and not know joy because you get sidetracked and begin pursuing selfish pursuits and not glorifying God. You can be a believer in Jesus and not know joy, but it's in Christ in fellowship with Christ, that you will find true joy, true joy is found by abiding in Christ and his word abiding in you, as we saw this morning. We also hear this in Romans chapter five and verse eleven. We also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to that again. We also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Joy is only possible for you if your faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ, looking to the source of your joy. You rejoice in God through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so our joy is found in God and through fellowship with Him, and we have the greatest reason of all given here in that for those who believe in Jesus, you've been reconciled to God, you've been made right with God, something you could not do in and of your own strength or wisdom. You would all fall fall short. You needed Jesus Christ to take your place at the cross at Calvary, and God gives joy when you walk with Christ, and you walk with the Word dwelling in you, abiding in you. And here's what Ecclesiastes 2.26 says to those who please God, that is to believers who honor God by their obedience, for to the one who pleases Him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. Wisdom. And knowledge and joy to the one who pleases God. That's the the one who walks in the Word, with the Word dwelling in them, God's words abiding in them. For to the one who pleases Him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. And it's as Psalm four seven says, "You have put more joy in my heart than they have with their grain." When their grain and wine abound, that points, that's just pointing to the world's way of uh, trying to find joy in all the things and even substances. It's not in food, it's not in drink, it's not in possessions. It's not in accomplishments. It's not in earthly relationships. It's in the relationship that you have with God that you will find true joy. God puts joy in the hearts of His obedient children. So the Spirit of God is your source of authentic joy, and true joy will only be found by you if you are a faithful follower follower of Jesus. And thirdly, that points next to your foundation for joy, which is found only in your faith in Jesus Christ. Your foundation for joy is your faith in Jesus Christ. You can hear it again as I pointed to it earlier. Let me read uh, uh, Romans 15, 13 again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. We also heard it today, John 15, in verses 10 and 11, if you're still in John's gospel, you can look at those verses. Real joy is for God's children who abide in Christ. Listen, listen to what Jesus said. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So there's great joy Waiting for those whose faith is in Jesus Christ. And as we heard this morning, when your faith is in Jesus Christ and your heart and your desires are being trained by and conformed to the Word of God, you pray, and you pray according to God's will. And your prayers are answered by God. We'll see this in John Later in John, John 16, the next chapter, when we get there, in verse 24, where Jesus says to the disciples, Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. So there is joy in answered prayer. And the path to answered prayer is to abide in Christ and to have His Word abiding in you, shaping your prayer life, shaping your thought life, shaping your speech and your conduct, so that as you pray, your attitude is one of humility before God. May your will be done, not mine, but yours, Lord. And your, your prayer requests will, will fall more closely, aligned with the truth of God's Word as the Word dwells in you, His Word abides in you. And so the Spirit of God is your source of authentic joy and true joy will only be found if you are a faithful follower of Jesus and your foundation for joy is your faith in Jesus Christ. And then fourth, authentic joy is found only when you surrender yourself to Jesus Christ. We need to take this step of surrendering our lives to Jesus Christ It all comes down to this truth when you look closely at God's Word and you look closely for pointers to real joy. True joy is only found through submission to Christ. It's found only when you surrender to God's will being done, God's will being accomplished in your life. I just pointed to it a moment ago as as the proper attitude for prayer. Humbling yourself before God and asking for His will to be done. God, don't let me get the idea that I can overrule Your will and have that be good for me. We cannot, and it is not. First Peter five six says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under." And this is a necessary phrase. We need to. Uh, we blaze by this sometimes. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. I think that kind of exaltation we're thinking about is closely connected to the joy that God gives. What is is God all about? Is he about putting you on a pedestal, building you up and making you better than anyone else? That's not what he's about. He's about giving you joy and peace And contentment and satisfaction in Him and in Him alone. And then giving you wisdom and strength from the Word by the work of the Spirit with the Word as you live your life. And so 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, the one who can help you when you need the most help, the one who can give you joy when you need joy, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, there is no exaltation by God for the believer without the believer's submission to God. If you resist God, He will resist you. And you don't want to be resisted by the mighty hand of God. 1 Peter 1, uh, verses 8 and 9 also points to this truth, that there's true joy for those who believe in Jesus Christ, submitting to Him as Savior and Lord. Listen Listen to this passage, 1 Peter 1, verses 8 and 9. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him. And rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You know, there's evidence of true submission to the Lord Jesus Christ in your faith in Him. Though you don't see Him, you believe in Him. Though you don't see Him, you believe in Him and you rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. It is not joy fed to you by the world. It's, It's a gift from God. So the Spirit of God is your source of authentic joy True joy can only be found if you're a faithful follower of Jesus. Your foundation for joy is your faith in Jesus Christ, and authentic joy is found only when you're surrendering yourself to Jesus Christ. came across a quote from Scottish Baptist pastor Alexander McLaren, who ministered in the 1800s, died in 1910 helpful quote he writes about verse 11 here in John 15. Listen to what he says. This joy he offers to us, a joy coming from perfect obedience, a joy coming from a surrender of self at the bidding of love to a love that to us seems absolutely good and sweet. There is no joy that humanity is capable of to compare for a moment with that bright, warm, continuous sunshine which floods the soul that is freed from all the clouds and mists of self and the darkness of sin. Brother, or might I add sister, There is only one gladness that is worth calling so, and that is that which comes to us when we give ourselves utterly away to Jesus Christ and let Him do with us as He will. So the question for us is, will we choose to submit our life to God? submit our life to His Word and unleash the Word to work in our hearts and minds so that we might have the Word dwelling in us richly, shaping our lives? Will we choose to submit our life to be lived for Jesus Christ? And for the sake of Your joy, I pray that You will. I pray that You do. I pray that You find these challenges to You and reminders to You and encouragement to continue your walk with Christ, continue to feed your heart and mind and soul and life with the truth of God's Word, and keep reminding yourselves that you, you need to daily submit to Christ for the sake of your joy. So I hope that you are giving yourself to Christ and surrendering to His desires for you for the sake of your joy. You don't pursue joy. You pursue obedience to God. That glorifies God. He'll give you the joy. The joy will come. And as Jesus says in verse 11 of John 15, These things I have spoken to you that my joy, the joy of Jesus, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. That our joy would find the source of of its joy in Jesus Christ. That would be that would be a blessing to us all. And may that be true of us all.